and you you knew like your dinner's gonna bang because look at these vegetables yeah i'm out here right almost every weekend even on weekdays because you know student nights on a weekday now I, i believe that everything we do in our lives is a choice either for god or against god that's a red flag it's a red flag you're gonna go to the doctors like there's something wrong with my child my child and god was out i bet because (laughs) on the same day someone did some wickedness surely spiritual growth and maturity in that when i found myself deeper into the bible deeper into my relationship with christ it changed me hey everyone you're tuned into virtuous happy friday i hope everyone's had a blessed week you've got ira here and michelle and we're back at it again with another sabbath lesson so last week we obviously went through jesus wins and Mm -hmm. satan loses Mm -hmm. and if you're back with us to listen for more we just want to say praise god we're really happy to be here together to worship and open up god's word again and as we mentioned last week and, and you know thinking about it again because this week we're going to be reading revelations that it's really funny that we're kicking off this new podcast with revelation as almost a centerpiece because me and michelle have said it before we're not the best revelation readers you know we're not eager beavers when it comes to this book (laughs) and I believe God wanted us to receive this message Mm -hmm. as well as share it with others. Mm -hmm. So we just want to praise God for this time. And we just want to pray for everyone who is studying along with us. And just to kick it off this week, the lesson is called A Moment of Destiny. Mm -hmm. So reading and jumping right into it with Saturday, we're going to first read Revelation 14, 14 to 15. And it says... Then I looked, and there was a white cloud, and one like the Son of Man was seated on the cloud, with a golden crown on his head, and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another, came, another angel came out of the temple, crying out in a loud voice to the one who was seated on the cloud, Use your sickle and reap, for the time to reap has come, since the harvest of the earth is ripe. Mm. I feel like this is kind of already giving us a picture of what's happening here. Um, with this message, I think last week we were talking about the battle mm. and winning and losing, and mm. now we're talking about reaping. Um, and you know, before you reap a harvest, you have to; it has to be sown. Yes, yeah. you don't reap something out of nowhere. No, you don't. Um, you don't. And so, what I'm taking out of this is that there's a lot of prep that needs to come from me. Definitely, yeah? a definitely. Lot of prep in terms of me um, being put into the soil, into the soil, under the soil. Which one is it? In terms of me being planted, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, you know, like growing. So I think there's a lot of preparation that we all need to take. Preparation needs to happen. So I think that's what we're going to go into with with this week's lesson study. A hundred percent. And I actually really like the way that you picked up on the fact that this is a very visual verse. It's a very visual scripture. And just generally across Revelation, we see that it is so visual And just a bit of context, um, the Apostle John wrote Revelations, right? And he wrote this book initially as a letter to Asia Minor because at the time they they were refusing to worship the emperor of Rome. And and as we're going to read through Revelation, you'll be able to see, you know, I'm already seeing it, that John's style of writing is heavily symbolic, um, lots of imagery and just very visual. Mm. So so when we're talking about um, this prep work that we're saying needs to be had, let's do this kind of deep dive. Oh, although I don't really. 
I don't like that saying. You give me stress because I'm I'm picturing myself in a meeting. So, oh, yeah, I know. Goodness. Let's do a deep dive. <laughs> but let's do a deep dive on God's special message here, illustrated in Revelation 14. Cool. So, jumping into Sunday, eternal choices. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two kind of key scriptures here that they've they've pulled out: Matthew 24, 14, mm-hmm. and Revelation 14, 6. Mm-hmm. And in fact, let me read it. Matthew. 2414 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Mm-hmm. And Revelation 14:6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Mm. So Let me ask you a question. What mm. what what is what do you understand by the term gospel? Because I feel like a lot of times we say all these words like mercy, grace, mm. righteousness, gospel. But what what does that mean to you when you hear gospel? When you grow up in the church, particularly, there's a lot of words thrown around at you. And I think the expectation is that you just know it. You just know it. And, and right? no, everyone is shy. No one wants to be like, oh, what do you actually mean yeah. by that? Uh, I think when we when you initially had this discussion with Alex and we asked him, I love the way that he answered it. And it's actually similar to how it's answered in the lesson mm. that, you know, the gospel is that Jesus um, died for us. So he turned for our sins. Um, so he he's redeemed us. Mm. Uh, the good news is that instead of us dying for our sin, he has died for us. And then the most important, which is that he's coming back for us. Amazing. And I, I feel like if he's coming back for us, right, mm. we must prepare. Mm. It almost feels like. You know, when you're going on a date and you know your guy is about to come true, mm. you're not just going to come raggedy, just rolling off out of bed. Yeah, You're going to prepare. It's mm. that point you were talking about. It's that preparation piece. Mm. I'm going to look nice. I'm going to smell good. I'm going to make sure I do my hair. And not to say that that's what I'm going to do when God comes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying we need to, to be aware and mindful in preparing and and now when we're talking about Sunday's lesson being mm-hmm. entitled Eternal Choices, yeah. before we even prepare and start doing the prep work, we're making decision. We're making an active decision to prepare, right? Yeah. Now, clearly when we're reading this, it's it's a warning that obviously all nations, all tribes, tongues are going to be able to hear this, this message. Mm-hmm. And when they receive this message, it is basically your onus to do the work or not to believe it. Are you going to actually prepare? Mm. Now, that decision is, I feel, so important. Mm. And and it makes me think about all the decisions we make in our life, like mm. small, big decisions, like everyday, daily decisions, you know, which toothpaste am I going to get? What, When am I going to get up out of bed? You know? Now, I, I believe that everything we do in our lives is a choice either for God or against God. Yeah. And... It's it for me. It required a lot of maturity and growing spiritually for me to understand that. Mm. Like, how, how do you feel like you always had it in the bag? Mm, no, no, I don't actually. Because yeah, I was about to lie, but no, I I don't think I've always had it in the bag. I I think the experiences that I've had mm. have helped me do better. If that mm. makes sense, yeah. Mm. So if I if I had an exam and I decided I'm not going to study for it until the night before, I was so stressed out, yeah, with the exam. And I think this is something that always happens afterwards. You're like, you know what? 
had I had I just studied like five days before, or mm. had I given had I given myself more time, I would have been more ready for you know for this for this experience or for this exam. Mm. Uh, and I think that links into us prepping ourselves. Yes. Um, right from the beginning, it needs to start now. I can't prep myself the day before or the night before. Mm. It needs to be every choice that I'm making now um, is is kind of preparing me with the final choice that I'll make. I mean, essentially what you're saying is that our choices are preparation work. Yeah. Essentially. 100%. In my younger days, in my maybe what you might consider spiritually immature days Plus. or less mature. I don't know. I don't know if I want to call myself. Anyway. In your growing days. In my growing days. There we that's go. the one. <laughs> right. In my growing days, I feel like I could have just said, yeah, no, it's minor. Like, it's not that deep. Mm. I'm going to make this clearly bad decision and just go with it. Because it's only not hurting anyone. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be completely candid right now, completely honest and open with you. I <laughs> love to go out, mm-hmm. especially in like my first year and second year of uni. Mm. I'm out here, right? Mm. Almost every weekend, even on weekdays, because you know, student nights on a weekday. It's cheaper. It was turned up and it was cheaper. It was a pound or two, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone used to say to me, but why? When I say someone, it's Alex, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, he used to be like, but you know we shouldn't be out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where? Where does it say in the Bible that you shouldn't be in the club? Isn't right? that our favorite <laughs> thing to say, though? It is. And, mm. and then on top of that, I'd be like, okay, it's not hurting nobody. I'm not drinking, in fact. Mm. I'm just dancing, you know. I'm just here listening to the music. I'm with my girls. And I I, I don't know what happened, actually, why I'm no longer in the club. And I think it's just purely spiritual growth and maturity in that when I found myself deeper into the Bible, deeper into my relationship with Christ, mm. it changed me mm. in a very life-transforming way. And it wasn't like, I woke up one day and I actively said, I'm never going to the club. I just lost interest. Mm. And you know what? That that reminds me of last week's lesson when we spoke about how you, it's either for or against. Mm. And God says it's God says it so many times that you can't be lukewarm. You, you can't. can't. Yeah. There's no there's no gray. There's no gray. It's either yeah. you're black or you're white. And that's probably what you're now seeing in, in your spiritual walk. Absolutely. You yeah. you be, your your eyes are opened almost mm-hmm. that you realize because, yeah, this was something that Alex used to say. He's like, bruv, there's no... Is this black and white? I'm like, you're so black and white. It ain't black and white. Mm. And I remember kind of saying distinctly, like, life is full of color. <laughs> you know? Oh, goodness. Life, I life feel like you had the humble. playbook of excuses to do I, things I, you're not supposed to do. I did. I definitely yeah. think I had the playbook. Mm. And, and it just, you know, reminds me again how important our decisions are our day-to-day decisions, yeah. small decisions that we have to make. And actually, I just kind of want to quickly bring up that, you know, recently, I think particularly last year, mm-hmm. I've said it before, but like last year was my is a game changer for me in my life. Yeah. And one of the things that I applied in my life was this principle of um, marginal gains. Have you heard of marginal gains? No, I haven't, but I know you're going to teach me. <laughs> and it's considered either marginal gains or the 1% factor, which basically is a principle where you, you're just looking for the everyday things to improve by even just 1%. Yeah. And it's looking at the cumulative benefits and, and seeing it over time. 
Because I think a lot of the times we're waiting for that big change. Mm. You know, I've spoken to so many people who are no longer in the church or are kind of waiting to go in the church. And I'm like, yo, why don't you just come church with me? Mm. I'm not ready yet. You know, like, you know, I'm going to see how it goes. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ready for what is okay. They're, yeah. they're not here. But they're not if, here. But if yeah. you're one of those people and you're listening, I hope this is inspiring you to understand that you don't need to get ready to start. Like, mm. literally what, what Ira said, you, you, all you need to do is just make that step. Um, and then hopefully you'll continue with your marginal get with your marginal gains. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And it just people wait for this grand moment, this big thing to happen. And actually, if you were to change it up and do something one percent different every day, mm. by after a hundred days, you're a hundred percent better. Mm. And that's just something I think that keeps me going. Is that look for the one percent mm. in my day, and and that's you know. I just know when I'm at work, it's like 1% could be sending that email that I've been putting off. Yeah. 1% could be, I don't know, folding the clothes that have been piling up in my bed <laughs> for a whole week. So that I think is just, you know, make sure the decisions we're making really aligns with our principles yeah. and our love for God. And why do we need to do that? Because these small decisions that we'll make, that we make today are actually preparing us to then make that eternal choice mm. uh, one day. So... And I think that's what kind of Sunday's lesson was was capturing with that. Um, unless you have anything to add on, shall we move on to Monday's lesson? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think Monday's lesson spoke about the son of man um, and just describing, I think one of the questions that they asked was, what do you understand by the term son of man? Yeah. And to be honest, that's a question I used to ask myself a lot because you see son of God, son of man. And I was like, why? Why is it called the son of man? Um, so when I was doing a bit of digging, I want to read this because I thought it kind of captures it really, really nice. And it says, son of God denotes his deity, whereas son of man implies his humanity um, and is the reason we should be able to relate to him, Jesus. Um, he has also experienced life just as we did. Um, I always like the phrase, the phrase, what would Jesus do? Because, mm. and I feel like we should live like that every day. I definitely ask myself sometimes. You know what, I mean? you know? what would Jesus do? Because mm. he's lived this life before. He's yeah. had these temptations before and he's overcome. So mm. if we want to overcome through Jesus, we need to ask, what would this person do? Or sometimes if I don't ask myself, what would Jesus do? I'd be like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how to yeah. do this. You're going to have to yeah. show me. Take the wheel. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Um, and I think we, I don't think we should be careful. Remember when I used to say you need to be careful what you ask for? Yes. Because you, God yep. comes through. That's like your mantra. The, that <laughs> used to be my mantra. I'm now changing a bit mm. because why was I so scared to ask? Why was because you? Because he's not going to give me something that's going to harm me. Yeah. Everything that he's giving me, it, it's it's to build me and to help me be better. And yeah, I remember I the, the study that we all did mm. and it was talking about, you know, forgiveness and how Jesus knew about Judas's betrayal right from the start, but he still mm. loved him regardless. From the jump. From the jump. And I was like, wow, like, God, please give me the spirit, the same spirit as Look Jesus. Look at you. <laughs> um, and God was like, I bet, because <laughs> on the same day, someone did some wickedness to Oof. me. And, I, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I remember I was talking to my friends about the incident and even they were angry for me yeah. when I explained Rah. what had happened. That's how bad it was. That's how bad. But then in that moment, you was like, I literally heard God say, actually, this, this you this just is, prayed for this. You prayed for it. I've yeah. come through for you. I've done my bit. So it's time for you to do your bit. Can you imagine? And it, 
I can't explain it, but mm. I literally felt so calm. Like when I spoke to Kim, I spoke to my friends mm. and they were like, what, we can't believe they've said this. And I was like, you know what, guys, actually, I get it. I understand, you know, the the journey that they're, that they're going, going on, they're going through. Um, and I appreciate, now I appreciate why God did that for me because I, regardless of what they've said, I still love them. I, mm. I still have love for them. And I still wish them the best. And I was like, okay, so this is what you're trying to teach me. And you know what? I think sometimes we forget the very thing that we prayed for. Mm. And we then miss it when God answers our prayers. Mm -hmm. Or often when he answers our prayers and we go through it, we forget to even thank God. Or we forget to recognize God in the mix. Mm. And I love that you were able to recognize that and almost kind of step back and say, yo, wait, wait a second. This, this looks familiar. This sounds and feels familiar. It was exactly what I prayed for this morning. And I think we don't even realize how fast God works sometimes. Mm-hmm. That he would answer. I've had it in the last few weeks where I've literally prayed for something. God, help me to remember this. Boom. That's in my mind. Are you okay? Yeah. God, that was instant. <laughs> you know? And I I really just want to, again, pick up on, on what you mentioned about just how on time he is, is basically what you're saying, Mm -hmm. in that what we're praying for, what you prayed for, had literally showed up the very, like like next few hours on that same day. It's Mm -hmm. like same day delivery. No Amazon Prime I literally said this to Rihanna when I was telling her the story. I was like, Mm -hmm. literally, like Amazon, same day, not not even next day, same day delivery. Same day delivery. Mm. And I think when we're talking about the son of man returning. Mm. These things that are happening to us, as you rightly point at, pointed out, why were you so afraid to ask for what it was from God? Mm. Because ultimately, these things contribute to working for your good. Mm. And this, this is preparing us for his return. Mm. These are things that are preparing us for when he comes back, as, as we are told, you know, God is going to be basically harvesting mm. for his people them or not and you know as we were talking about last week do we want to be on the winning side or the losing side mm. you know and i just kind of want to pick up on matthew twenty five thirty two that says all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats sheep being people that we want to be <laughs> and goats being people we don't want to be mm. or animals shall I say mm. animals we don't want to be and I just also want to pick out the fact that Jesus had gone through everything Jesus came as a man as you were kind of talking about earlier the son of man mm-hmm. and he has experienced and been tempted at all points and so therefore we know that he is qualified to redeem us mm. amen amen uh, okay then we go into Tuesday's lesson, which is the heavenly judgment. Uh, the two texts for that are Revelation 14, 14. I think you read Revelations at the beginning, isn't it? As well as Acts 1, verse 9 to 11. Now, when I read these two texts, I I really enjoyed them. And there's a reason why. Because mm. at, in Acts 1, verse 9, it talks about how, you know, Jesus was now ascending to heaven and the disciples were waiting for him. And they saw him on a cloud mm-hmm. and they were just like, they were just watching him. Yeah. And... I can imagine that because I feel like I'd be, I'd kind of be like that as well. Like, yeah. I'd be like, like open what? mouth, like, oh, yeah, like, oh what's going on? 
Um, but then it goes on and says the two angels then appeared and said, "Yo, guys, what are you doing? Like the same, the same son of man that you've seen go up is going to come in the same manner." Yeah. And then in Revelations fourteen, um, mm. fourteen, that's exactly what happened. Mm. It's almost like a fulfillment of what they told us was always going mm. to happen in Acts, where mm. Jesus comes down um, on a cloud. So that's what it talks about in the heavenly judgment. But it also talks about. Uh, the final judgment, which a lot of us are always scared about. Um, oh, yeah. I think just the buildup of everything that's happening. Um, but I I recently had a conversation with my mentor about, you know, when Jesus comes back or when God and Jesus come back and us being able to see them and how everyone is so excited about excited. it. And I think even in church, whenever we sing, like when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Yes. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. And then she was like, as much as it's exciting for us, mm. it's also going to be exciting for God. Oh, and I yeah. never I never pictured it like that. And it got me quite like emotional that the same way that I'm excited to see him mm. is the same way that the father is excited to see all his children. It's, it's insane to think about because you don't, maybe it's our human ways of thinking mm. and maybe our selfish way of thinking. We just think about how things look like in our for perspective, yeah. of course. Mm. We don't even think about, I guess it's hard to almost look at God's perspective of things yeah. almost because, yeah. you know, I'm not God, we're not God. <laughs> no. But to to understand and to know that he is looking forward to reunite with us also, mm. that just fills me with, I want to hug myself. I know, exactly, because <laughs> when she said it, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to hug myself because I never thought of it like yeah. that. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, but there is a question that's there that I think was quite a good question which Mm. is think about the fact that your whole life will come under scrutiny before God what Mm. then is your only hope when this happens yeah I mean that's that's heavenly judgment right Mm -hmm. is being under scrutiny before God Mm -hmm. and and I actually obviously this question comes with a special little verse Romans 8 Mm -hmm. verse 1 that says therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus Mm. amen so, a.k.a., if we are found in Christ's side, we can expect that there will be no condemnation for us. Mm. And isn't that isn't that the experience that you would have? Yes, please. I would like to subscribe to that package. Trust me. And how? How do we make sure? Like, this is the question, right? What is What then is our only hope for this to happen? Mm. And I guess the only hope is that we better make sure we're on that package. Mm-hmm. And... I, I was as I was studying this actually, I I kind of stumbled upon First Peter five verse eight, which kind of warns that your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Be watchful and careful, basically, not to be deceived by the enemy. And the devil isn't even just trying to to confuse you, to tempt you. The devil isn't even trying to deceive you or lie to you. Mm-hmm. He's looking to fully devour you, destroy, basically, destroy, yeah. eat when- you up. You know, has anyone ever said, like, I want to devour the food that you've prepared? If anyone ever said that to me, I would know that this person is hungry. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? I have never, yeah, I've never heard anyone say that about my food. It's just such a aggressive Yeah, Yeah. it's like, you know, some of the scary beasts that we see in movies, Mm -hmm. I don't know, scary monsters. It's them ones you're scared Scary of. Scary monsters. Mo- yeah. Ira, how old are you? I know. Well, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I don't know if Godzilla swallowed anyone, but whoever, whatever <laughs> animal, tell me an animal or a, or a beast that has swallowed down uh, 
person in a movie. Mm. And it's just scary. I'm just like, I'm thinking of cartoons where like there's visuals of people yeah. going down someone's throat. Yeah, That's exactly. kind of what I'm envisioning here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and and I think this this is a confidence thing for me that if we stay on track, we can be confident that there is no condemnation for those mm. in Christ, basically. Amen. Amen. And then Wednesday's lesson is entitled The Victor's Crown, uh, and it focuses on Revelation 14, verse 15. That's for the first bit. And then it also fo- focuses on Mark 4, 26, 29. So very briefly, with uh, Revelations 14, 15, it almost kind of links to Monday's lesson. You know, it was telling us how he's returning um, on the cloud, but now it's giving us more description of what he'll look like. And we know when he was on earth, when he was crucified, he was mm. given that crown of thorns. And now... I think you read it actually at the beginning that he'll have that golden crown, mm-hmm. that victor's crown. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to last week's lesson when we learned that, you know, the battle, it's it's it almost seems like we're losing. It almost seems like a hopeless um uh battle mm. or a hopeless situation. But now we see exactly what we learned about last week where Jesus wins with his crown of glory um and Satan loses. So that's the first part of it. I'm gonna jump straight into the second part, which um then it focuses on Mark 4, 26 to 29, and it's discussing the ripening of fruit mm. or, you know, the, the seeds that are planted out. And I think you, if do you mind reading it, actually, Mark 4, 26, 29? Have you got it up? Of course I don't yeah. mind. I'm going to read it for you now. Mark 4, verses 26 to 28, which says, He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or get up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Mm. Now, when I read this, mm-hmm. I thought back to a time when I was in Zim. Because, you know, in Zim, like, you have your back garden and you can, like, grow stuff for yeah, yourself. The heat, there. You know, the hot weather, like, yeah. Exactly. It permits that. And I remember we used to grow our own vegetables. Mm. Um, they're, like, nice Lovely. greens. And... The process of growing them was the same, you know, you cultivate the earth, you put your seeds in and then you wait until it grows into a lovely plant. And every time when it was now time to harvest, <laughs> these, like some of the, the the veggies were nice and green and complete. Nice, yeah. And you you knew like your dinner's going to bang because mm. look at these vegetables. Yeah. And some of them had like holes in them. They're a little bit brown, like a, it, they just didn't look good. And all those would either just like pluck them off and throw throw them away because who wants to eat that? And that's exactly what I thought about when I was reading this, that everyone is a seed. All of us, we're like plants at yeah. the moment. Um, and how you decide to make choices in your life determines your growth, your spiritual Absolutely. growth. Are you growing more in mm. Christ? Are you becoming a nice leafy green uh, plant? Or are you not making the right choice um, and having holes in your spiritual life, yeah. holes in your spiritual growth. Because if so, then... I mean, it's a beautiful analogy mm. that you picked up here. And and I think one thing about kind of the plant analogy just generally is that it's, first of all, it is a beautiful kind of depiction and illustration of Christian growth, mm-hmm. as you were kind of alluding to just now. But in in nature, there is almost like no grace because life there can be no life without growth Mm. 
So whatever, like you said, whatever plant, whatever seed it is you're, you're kind of planting, inevitably, you're going to have to grow. And the plant is either going to grow or die. Yeah. And I think similarly, in our, our spiritual walk, as you're saying, and I just want to echo it, that we, we want to make sure that we're, we're growing, we're kind of ripening up, if we like. You know, mm-hmm. I'm moving and grooving right now. That to be plants that are actually going to be beautiful plants mm. and and full plants plants that we can harvest yeah and that segues very beautifully into thursday's lesson which is every seed produces harvest um and in my notes here i've put that everyone is actually a seed um and the harvest that we'll produce is the choice that we make at the end so have you chosen to be a sheep as you mentioned before or are, or are you, you choosing a goat? to be your goat? <laughs> Have you chosen, I think the in Revelations 14, it talks about the harvest of the earth and the harvest or the reaping of the grapes. And with the grapes, it says those are the ones that will um, experience the wrath of God, which, by the way, was never um, was never made for us. This wrath of God was only made for the red dragon, mm. the devil. And the only reason why um, you'll ever fall under that bracket is if you make that choice yeah and to be there in fact these these two different camps if you will mm. sheep and goats right essentially you're gonna see either a reflection a, a like definitive ultimate reflection of the character of jesus in one camp mm-hmm. and that's revealed in that group and then the other group all you're gonna really see is is the reveal of satan's characteristics yeah. And and ultimately, the, the, this is where kind of our decisions boil down to. Mm. Are we are we making decisions to end up in the sheep side of things, the winning side, mm. Jesus' side, or ultimately, are we making decisions to end up on the wrong side of things mm. and becoming a goat? Mm. So, I do not want to be a goat. No. <laughs> and then finally, just to wrap it up, it then goes into the importance of discerning between good and evil. Um, I put down in my notes, if you know better, you do better um, and that you need to learn from your experiences and continue to grow spiritually. Um, it highlights Hebrews 5, 11, 14, which speaks about still drinking milk, yep. you know, as a child, rather than, you know, moving forward to solid food. Mm. Um, and so this is this is a bit of a challenge for me, for you, for everyone, anyone listening, that, you know, when you're on your spiritual walk with Christ, you need to experience transformation because if you're reading and if you're studying but you're not changed nothing is happening you're not growing then there's something seriously wrong because if you're feeding your child breast milk for the first i don't know six eight months i don't have kids (laughs) i don't know um and then okay let's say by three years they're still only drinking breast milk that's a red flag it's a red flag you're gonna go to the doctors like there's something wrong with my child my child is not developing my child is not growing (laughs) and that's the same thing with us when we read the word when we study god's word we need to be convicted and we need to be transformed Amen. and you know there needs to be a change in us at the beginning you mentioned how you know seven years or six years ago like <laughs> you, you still wanted to be you know i'm changed guys about that but yeah. now you're you're seeing that change um and it all boils down to you know the the, 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 the marginal gains that you were talking about that every day you're making small small choices that are helping you um, get to that destination where 
you know, you're, I'm no longer scared to pray dangerous prayers anymore. Mm. Or, you know, you're, you're no longer impressed by the things that you were impressed with two, three years ago. You're mm. experiencing spiritual growth. Yeah. And, you know, my hope and my prayer is that, you know, not just for us, but anyone listening um, is able to really evaluate their relationship, reflect on their growth um, and continue growing. I mean, before we said, you know, it's it's never too late, but there will be a day. When it is too late. When it is too and late. We don't want to get there at when it's too late. We do not want to and, wait. Mm. And I just kind of like, as you were speaking, it just one thing about, transformation and change mm. I think when definitely in my experience there was a point where I was like yeah, I'll get to that yeah you know like I'll do that when I'm ready or mm. you know when I'm when I'm 22 when I'm 25 <laughs> when I'm 30 I'll do that <laughs> we right? like doing that don't we, we like doing that mm. and and actually there was a part of me that was scared for change mm. or scared for transformation or the work right the work mm. that you have to put in to transform and change because it's not easy. It's not easy. It's a lot of work. That you, it's a lot of no's that you have to tell yourself. Yeah. And a no's to everyone as well. Like, yeah. do you want to go out tonight? No. <laughs> I mean, it's work, actually. I'm thinking FOMO. I don't want to miss out on the fun. Yeah. But actually, I'll tell you what, guys. Just based on my experience, it's effortless. Mm. It's it's weird. Because when when you focus on the right thing, and obviously when I'm talking about the right thing, it's, it's your relationship with God, it's scripture, it's prayer. When you're just so deep in your relationship with God, it's so life transforming that it's almost like subtle. Like, mm-hmm. like I never had to put any effort into my transformation. I kind of just look back and I think, oh, rah. Do you know what? I, I, I've got a question for you. Do you think that you never had to put effort or that you did put effort, but you didn't realize? Because with you studying your word and with you spending time with God and with you praying, that was actually you putting in the effort. I guess, I guess, I guess when you say effort, though, it, for me, when someone says, yo, you need to put in some effort, it almost feels like doing something I don't want to do. Like, like when someone tells you to wash the dishes when you're already going to wash them. So now I don't want to wash them because yeah, you told me to do yeah. It's, yeah, it's exerting a lot of energy that I feel I'm not ready yet to exert. That's mm. what effort feels like sometimes, mm. you know, like when my mom says, yo, put some effort, put your back into it. Like, I don't know, but... <laughs> For me personally, it was like, I, it was something I enjoyed. Mm. That's it. I think that's it. When you say, oh, did you not put effort and time into reading or whatever? Of course I did, I guess. Mm. But maybe it just doesn't register because it was time I enjoyed. You enjoy- wow. Yeah. 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 And, and so guys, just just let the word change you, bruv. Like, mm. just let it transform you. Let Just let it, let just let God do his thing. Mm. You know, like it says, let, let go and let God. And just final thoughts as well. I think it's also important to, whilst you're making this journey, to surround yourself with people who help you on your journey. Mm. I definitely think, like, with our Bible study plans, when we all kind of work, you know, study together and we share ideas, and even with my other friends that I'm doing this with, I think that aids in you, in your transformation and in your change. Um, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. We yeah. study this and we know about it. And so when you decide to make that change, just know that there's a whole community out there. That's Get working. a community together, if not otherwise, yeah. because it's so empowering, so uplifting. Mm. So absolutely, definitely, I agree, Mish. And, you know, me and you, we've, we've been in the game in terms of uplifting one another and also with 
other women and it's just important to surround yourself as you mentioned iron sharpens iron so make sure you surround yourself with the right people who are going to point you in the right direction because there's also people out there who are going to point you in the wrong direction yeah so you know sheeps versus goats i guess guys remember that and so thank you so much for listening to us and we really enjoyed this time digging deep into god's word and again understanding this week's lesson a moment of destiny next week we'll be covering everlasting gospel and that's lesson three of the sabbath lesson so thank you so much for listening